Getting your first Airbnb listing, it is definitely the hardest one to get, but from there, you can start to roll. So let's talk about how to get started and get that first listing here today on the Fearless Investor Podcast. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain, you have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. It's me, Kyle Stanley. And if it sounds a little different than usual, that's because my mic crapped out on me. I'm using my computer uh, audio only. So hoping to get that fixed by next week. But um, hey, I am excited to talk today about how to get your first listing on Airbnb. There's so many different ways. I'm gonna share some stories, both with myself and also some students of mine. Um, just creative ways to get started here. Uh, before we get too into it, though, make sure that you've gone to fearlesskyle.com and checked out all of our resources, the Airbnb Profit Calculator, our courses that we have on there. It's just under the Airbnb tab. And of course, if you have not already, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast that you're listening to right now, review it if you haven't already. We love getting reviews. And with that also being said, as you know, recently, I've been trying to make things a little bit more unique, you know, and so just having the same old, same old on both YouTube and the podcast, I've been changing things up. I'm doing a little bit more in depth here on the podcast, and then I'm doing some more, you know, one, two, three, four steps on how to do it on the YouTube channel. So go check out when you're done listening to this one, go check out on the YouTube channel. I give you the top five ways to get started and get your first listing on Airbnb. And if you haven't already, the YouTube channel is the fearless investor, just like the podcast. So go check that out. But you know, the, the big thing I want to talk about today is setting a realistic expectation of getting your first listing. I talk to so many people and their big thing is, Hey, I've been trying to get, you know, an arbitrage. I've been trying to get a co-host. I've been trying all these different ways. I'm having meetings and I'm just not finding success. And my first question always after that is how many meetings have you had? And rarely have I heard anyone say over the number five. It's usually I had three or four meetings. I had two meetings. I had five meetings. Guys, that's just not going to cut it. Let's put it this way. I consider myself pretty dang good at pitching a landlord or pitching a property management company. And even today, if I have a meeting, I'm only expecting about a one out of every five with landlords and about a one out of every 10 with a property management company. So if that puts things in perspective for you, if you're going out there and you're like, well, I had five meetings or heck, I had 10 meetings and it's just not working. I must not be cut out for this. Just remember, we all suck in the beginning. We all are terrible at that first thing in the beginning. If you were a baseball player, you know, the first time you picked up a bat, you didn't know what you were doing. Very few people are actually good at something the very first time that they try it. I had to have 15 meetings before I got my first yes. And I would even say that 
was a pretty high conversion rate for a, a beginning person who was doing it. You know, I, I started in 2019 when no one was talking about this in my area in Fresno, California. Now a few more people are doing it. It's become a little bit more known with some property management companies, but even then it still is really difficult to get the yes. The next thing you really need to focus on too is going to be your pitch. You know, if you've had 10, 15, 20 meetings. I, I've had students that they've literally got it in their very first meeting. I've had students that it's taken 10 meetings. I've had students that it's literally taken 40 or 50 meetings, guys. So what it comes down to, though, is how good is your pitch? How well are you able to relate to that person that you're talking to? So sales, yes, I'm sorry, this is sales. If you thought, hey, I can be a hospitality manager, I, I'm good in the, the hotel industry, or I'm good with customer service, and so I'll be good at Airbnb. Well, guess what? There has to be a sale as well. You have to sell yourself to these landlords. And so if you're not comfortable with that, my recommendation is that you, you really get comfortable with that. Because if you can't, this is going to be a really difficult process for you. But your pitch becomes so important in this entire process. And my biggest recommendation for you is understanding what it's like to be in the shoes of that person that you're pitching to. So, you know, this is not going to be a, a tutorial on how to pitch, but I am just going to give you a few little pointers here. My first recommendation is going to be make sure that you're good at developing a relationship right away. Okay. The people that go in there and they, and they go straight for the jugular are going to be very rarely successful unless you can get money to talk. I, I do have one student that got a yes. Um, and he literally just said to the person, what if I can give you a full year of rent right up front? Okay. That spoke, that was different than probably anything else that that landlord had heard. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, is that necessary? No, I don't think it's necessary, but did it work for him? Yeah, it did. So what I would say is the majority of you are going to need to focus on building a relationship in the very first few minutes. You've probably heard me talk about it before. If you've been in any other sales industries, you've probably heard this acronym before as well. It's FORM, F-O-R-M, M as in Mary. Um, and the way it works is it's family, it's occupation, it's recreation, and then it's your message. So family, where are you from? How long have you lived here? How many kids do you have? How long have you been married? Um, occupation, what do you do for work? Is this your only uh, job? Are you a real estate investor? Oh, you're a lawyer. Okay, tell me about that. How long have you been doing that? What kind of law? Do you enjoy it? Uh, recreation. So when you're not working, when you're not trying to you know, get these leases filled, what are you doing for fun? Uh, do you like to go skiing? Do you like to read books? Do you like to listen to podcasts? And by this time, when you've gotten through the family, the occupation, the recreation, you probably related on some level. Oh, you like skiing? I like skiing. Oh, you, you know, work as a lawyer. I used to go to law school. It wasn't cut out for me. You know, some, something like that. There's going to be some sort of uh, way in which you're working to relate to this person. And by doing that, you're developing a little bit warmer of a relationship so that by the time you get to your message, which is also known as your pitch, there's maybe been a few laughs that have been exchanged. There's maybe been a few things where the, the, the walls have come down a little bit. It's no longer just a business meeting it's a you know hey this is a person and, and we're having a good time i could see you know myself talking to this person again i like this person 
you know, and so that's when you get to your message and you say, Hey, listen, I love the place. I think this place looks awesome. Um, do you have any offers? Okay. You do have some offers. Well, I want to tell you about how I can beat those offers that you have and how I can be your best tenant possible. And then you're rattling off all the opportunities for them to do work with you as a tenant to landlord, or maybe even them letting you manage their house on Airbnb and how you're going to maybe make them a little bit more money. If it's an arbitrage, maybe make them a lot more money if it's a managing uh, opportunity, but also give them peace of mind that, Hey, listen, you're not going to have to worry about signing another lease with anyone. Uh, you're not going to have to worry about getting those calls at 11 o'clock at night about the hot water heater going out. You're not going to have to worry about getting rent on time anymore. I'm going to be your best tenant or I'm going to be your best manager possible. And I'd like to know if you would consider uh, that opportunity. And so that right there to me is going to be the, the number one way um, that is going to help you to convert and get your first listing. Now, guys, let me pause for a second, because I know that sounds like a lot. It sounds intimidating for many of you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe some of you that sounds like, hey, I, that's right up my alley. I've been doing sales for a while. That's easy. But let me give you a little bit of encouragement, too, because I have not met anyone in this industry that has a significant number of listings, let's call it five or more, that has ever said, oh, you know what? The first one was super easy, but everything since then has been very difficult. No, the first one is the toughest. So thinking about mastering a pitch and, and finding a suitable landlord and doing all these things to help you get to that first listing, it sounds like a lot, but you get that first one. And before you know it, you've got other opportunities. Every landlord that I've ever worked with has led me to other landlords that have led me to other leads. This It's one of those domino effects that when you get the first one and you do what you say you're going to do and you're enjoyable to work with and you, you're a person of character, that this becomes a very easy business to scale because you're making people more money, you're giving them more peace of mind, and they're loving it, they're loving you, so why wouldn't they want to go find you more work? Anyway, so that's my little two cents on just keeping your head up and focusing on the prize, but let's start thinking a little bit outside the box too, because you know, you've heard it from everyone, you know, go, go and find properties on Zillow and Facebook Marketplace and uh, you know, being able to find ways to get your first arbitrage and it's arbitrage, it's arbitrage, it's arbitrage. Everyone's doing arbitrage. Now, you know, there's other ways to go about this. And I thought one of my students did an amazing um, thing that honestly, like I would have, I, I honestly look at it and I'm like, man, that, that right there is a power play. It's a move that's going to get you so much experience and it's going to lead to bigger things. And what she did is that she literally partnered with someone who lives in the house and is renting out a room with that person on Airbnb. Now, let's just use some arbitrary numbers. Maybe she's getting a 70% occupancy rate. That's about 20 days out of the month. And maybe she's getting about $50 a night and splitting that down the middle. So 50 times 20 nights, that's $1,000. Splitting that two ways, she might be making $500. Now, that's... That's not like super, super, um, 
to at least not to me, that's not super motivating $500 for a lot of headache. However, it's $500 for a place that you don't live in that it was already furnished. She's making money on a place that she doesn't live in. And she's getting this opportunity to use a room out of someone else's house to get to super host status to get all this experience of how to use these pricing tools, how to get good at the Airbnb platform, how to maybe integrate smart BNB with that and learn how to do all the automated messaging. And before you know it, she's a super host. And maybe it's that next person who's an investor that says, hey, I heard you do Airbnb. I want to do my entire house. It's such a power play to move up in the ranks. And like I call building up your Airbnb resume so that you can start to attract people because you can now give yourself that quote unquote Airbnb expert title because when people see Superhost, they think you're an Airbnb expert. Now, that is a really great way to get started if you're, let's just call it low budget, um, needing to get your foot in the door. Maybe you don't have a ton of sales experience, real estate experience, things of that nature. But what about my friend, Dan, also my friend, TJ, who have real estate experience? Maybe some of you right now, you're thinking, hey, I I have real estate experience. I'm either a realtor or I'm a real estate investor. I'm keen on real estate investments. Why not do a Burr B&B? Okay, Burr, as a lot of you probably know, made famous by Brandon Turner on Bigger Pockets, is B-R-R-R-R. It stands for Buy, Rehab, Rent, Refinance, Repeat. And what you do here is you can literally get a house that most of the time is going to have to be off market, right? So again, I'm talking to you real estate professionals that probably already have some lead flow coming in. Why not get a burr that you can now Airbnb and create a cash flowing machine that maybe before was going to make you two or $300, but now is going to make you maybe $2,000 a month and you don't have any money in the deal. That was exactly how one of my first real estate investments went. I bought a house for 155,000 or sorry, it was 165. I put in 55,000. So we were all in a, about 220. And after renovating it, furnishing it, and then refinancing it, I actually ended up still having $1,000 left over to put in my pocket. The, the refinance paid for the furniture, paid for everything. The mortgage is about $1,500 a month right now and will gross right around $4,000 a month over there and net right around $1,800 to $2,000 per month, okay? How awesome is that? Like I mentioned, uh, Dan and TJ, I think they both have a combined like over 35 units. I think Dan has like 20 and TJ has like 12 or 15 that they have done this Burr method with. And what an amazing way to build wealth while also creating cash flow. And so that's the thing is a lot of people look at this and they say, well, Airbnb isn't really in the real estate investing game because you're not really uh, getting equity or tax advantages. And my argument to that is what well, you absolutely can if you're doing the ownership model. Uh, but even if you are in, call it the arbitrage or the co-hosting game, um, you can build a business out of this and have equity in the business that you can then sell one day. I won't get into that too much right now. Just a little tangent there. Thought I might throw that in. Okay, so another way that we can kind of think out of the box here, let's say you're sitting here and you're like, well, I don't want to 
sell to a landlord about arbitrage. And I don't want to try to do the whole real estate investing side of it. That's too scary for me. That's, that's fine. What about a way that you can maneuver your way into a circle of people that are going to bring you leads? And that's what I'm calling the, the co-hosting model. Now, the co-hosting model, again, if you're not familiar with it, you're getting a percentage of the profits that are being brought into that property. So if the property is bringing in $5,000 for the month and you're charging 20%, you're making $1,000 off a property that you have no financial obligation to. And what's great about this is that the owner is so freaking stoked because you're giving them $4,000 on a place that they usually would get, call it $1,500 to $2,000 on. Um, so it's a win-win all the way around. And the great part about it is that when you get into the co-hosting model, most of the time leads are being brought to you because when you make a lawyer uh, or a doctor or a, or a uh, business professional or a real estate professional, a lot more money on a property that they would usually not be making a ton of money on and you're removing the headache from them, what do they do? They talk to all these people about it and they say, you got to go to this guy. He's doing my Airbnb stuff. He's the best or she's the best. And so the difficult thing there is getting to that point, right? It's getting to the quote unquote Airbnb expert status. So there's all these different ways that you can just get to that point without even owning the property. So let's say you live in a house right now and I get it, you know, maybe you don't want to have strangers in your home, but do you want to build an Airbnb business? You've got an opportunity right there. I know maybe you have kids, maybe you've got some situations that are going to hold you back from being, you know, really able to do this, but just get really strict on who you're going to allow in your house. Maybe it's going to be a, a nurse or maybe it's someone that needs to have at least 10 reviews and they're all five stars before you ever accept them. Like this is ways that you can, Airbnb gives you great ways to pre-screen people. So they're not quote unquote, complete strangers by the time they're getting into your house. So if you want it bad enough, if you want to make, call it $10,000 of nearly passive income per month in order to quit a job and be closer to your family. And the only thing that's holding you back from that is not having an actual house to do it. Clear out your office, turn it into a bedroom and start doing Airbnb, accept the type of person that you want to accept and get to super O status so that you can now have this opportunity to show a homeowner, hey, look, I'm super host. I've got 50 reviews and I can do your house for free uh, and just to get my foot in the door or for cheap to get my foot in the door. All I'm going to ask you is that once I get you into this place where I'm making you a lot of money and making it completely passive for you, you go and tell all your friends. So that's one really easy way to do it. The next way is just hit up your landlord. If you are, if you don't own the house and you're renting, hit up your landlord and say, Hey, listen, um, it's, I, I really want to stay at this place. Um, I really want to continue to be your tenant. Uh, but I need a little bit of help here. Um, I can't really get a roommate right now because um, I just don't really want to have someone there permanently, but maybe on the weekends, I'd really like to bring in, you know, through, uh, through Airbnb, a couple people every once in a while, and I'll pre-screen them really hard. I'll make sure that, you know, they're business professionals or that they're family members. 
um, or they're, they're coming in for family reasons. I'll make sure they have a certain amount of reviews. It'll just help me to be able to pay for the rent a little bit. Can you allow me to do that and work out some negotiation with your landlord where you can just do a room out of that house as well? Or, hey, I'm going to be going out of town every once in a while. Can I Airbnb it when I'm out of town? And, you know, I've got uh, a friend down the street. He can go and check on the property while we're out of town, things of that nature. Help yourself by helping your landlord and also showing them like, hey, I want to be here for a while, but I need a little bit of help in paying for the rent. And here's the creative idea that I had for it. Or lastly, I really think that if you're serious about this, you'll hit up someone Maybe not like myself, maybe someone who's more of what we call, you know, like a, an overwhelmed host, uh, Legends X, they call it hectic host. Um, this is the type of person that has probably between five to 10 units, is doing most of the work on their own, and just needs someone to come in and take some of that load away from them to give them a little bit of peace of mind. You're coming in as kind of like a partner, but it's more like an internship type of deal. And you're telling them you can pay me really cheap. You can pay me nothing at all. Uh, all I want to do is I want to make my own profile. I'm going to come in and co-host with you. And this will lift me up to the super host status. And then once I'm a super host, um, I'd still like to help you, but I'd like to also be given that opportunity to go build my own business as well. And in doing so, you're learning the business. You're also not having to put up any capital. You're not having any overhead. You legitimately don't even have a business yet, but you're kind of interning your way to learning the business so that you can go and fly on your own, but be completely clear about that and upfront about that with the host so that they're not surprised by the time that you go and say, hey, I'm going to go build my own business. Thanks for showing me how to do this for free you know, there's got to be a ton of value that you're adding along the way, or else I believe karma does come back to you. So this is just a few ways that I think can be really great creative ways to get your first listing. The big things that I would say, again, just to remind you, the first is always the hardest, and you have to have as many meetings as possible. Having a few meetings here and there is just not going to get the job done. Commit yourself. I would say commit yourself to at least 20 meetings. If you are not enjoying it after 20, if you have not gotten a yes after 20, and you're just like, this is not for me, you should then give yourself permission to say, okay, uh, I guess I guess I could look in a different direction. But get at least 20 in there. And I'm telling you, you really probably should even look at more like 30 to 40, because if you have a strong enough reason why 20 meetings is not going to be enough for you to just give this up and give up a, uh, a possibility of a, you know, amazing future. I mean, guys, three years ago, I wasn't even hardly doing anything in Airbnb. I was doing a room out of my house. I was making my 800 to $1,000 a month. And I was super excited about that today. We're managing over 40 units. We have five or six arbitrages, and then I own five as well. And life is just so much different. It's amazing. If you can, if I look back and told myself that this is what I'd be doing, I'd have absolutely no idea. Um, I, I, I wouldn't believe my future self that I was doing this, but I would also be like, what? You can make that kind of money with Airbnb? I just had no idea. So don't let... A few no's get in your way, I guess is what I'm saying. And if you need that help, you need that extra help, there's so many resources on our Facebook page, uh, the Airbnb Masterminds Group, and also on my 
website, fearlesskyle.com, that's helping you to learn this business, uh, the majority of it for free. But if you need that A to Z roadmap, um, I just talked to someone the other day and they told me, hey, I know myself. I know I'm going to get distracted. That's why I need that roadmap. I need that, that thing that's going to show me step one, step two, step three, do this, do this, do this. And that's exactly what we have in our Airbnb Kickstart course. Go check that out. There's a video on our website that shows you for free what it is. And you can go see if this is a good fit for you to join our, uh, our family as well, because there's group coaching involved with it too. So anyway, go check it out. FearlessKyle.com. It's under the Airbnb tab and it's the Airbnb Kickstart course. For now, I hope this helped you to see ways, creative ways to go out and get your first Airbnb listing and to conquer the world of Airbnb. We'll talk to you next time on the Fearless Investor Podcast.